Hi, my name is Cody, and welcome to Bear Talks. Today we're going to be talking about understanding psychographics and understanding demographics and how they differ. Now in marketing, most people who have done marketing for a while understand these terminologies, but let's just go over them real quick. A demographic is anything that you can see externally, whether it be race, uh, age, gender, or the actual region that someone is located in. There's all kinds of different things that can play into demographics. The 55-year-old white male living in California is going to have a different life experience than a 12- or 14-year-old female in Florida. It's just the way that it is. Demographics, as well as regionality understandings, is super important whenever you start making vanilla content or vanilla advertisements. Advertisements that's just focusing on this demographic. And by vanilla, I just mean not particularly interesting or way too broad. A lot of modern day advertisements for larger corporations tend to try to skew their advertisement to a broad subset of their demographic they're going for. So car companies, specifically Ford, try really, really hard to get the male, um, specifically the 20 or 18 year old, possibly even younger than that, 16 to you know 85 year old male. That's the generalities that Ford is going to use to craft a advertisement for their company. Is this good? Who's to say? Honestly, Ford um, is able to consistently make you know millions of dollars. They're a Fortune 500 dollar, Fortune 500 company. They make over a billion dollars a year in in sales. I mean, they are obviously doing something right. The issue that you run into is a lot of smaller companies, um, not Fortune 500 companies, are actually going to run advertisements in the exact same way as what they see on television, what they hear on radio, and honestly, what most traditional media does, which is very uninterestingly, I guess, um, very unspecific in their targeting. They're just going to say, you know, whatever is, you know, vanilla. So we're number one. Um, We have the best. We're the best. The competition's nowhere near us. We have, you know, a 16 bullet point video or happy faces um, is another pretty consistent marketing tool is just post happy faces or display happy faces on an advertisement and just show them faces, show some teeth, happy faces with teeth. That's what's going to sell our product. Marketers have been doing this exact same thing for since as long as marketing has been around, honestly, way back when it came to leaflets, um, way back to the Victorian era. I mean, 
people have been drawing cartoons as advertisements and it's a beautiful woman or a beautiful man with big shiny white teeth it's just something that marketers do because everybody loves a good smile but as demographics are something you do want to pay attention to psychographics on the other hand are something that you really want to focus in on more especially when you've already narrowed down your demographic and we're going to talk about a couple different things uh, a couple different companies as well as my own personal experience with looking at a psychographic versus looking at just a regular demographic so in this last few months, we have started seeing a lot of different companies starting to diversify and look at psychographics in a way that we haven't before. And they're doing it and it's shaking up the industry. I've already talked about on our YouTube channel, the KFC console. KFC, the, the you know, family style um, fast food chain is now creating a gaming console um, for people who love KFC, for people who enjoy gaming. And it specifically came about during the time where the consoles were not powerful enough to run some of the newer games like Cyberpunk 2077. This console is promising to be capable of playing more computer-challenged games, more computer-challenging games. This is something that's never been done before, really, but when you look at KFC and the psychographics that they're looking at, it makes a whole lot of sense. They have KFC Gaming. They've run KFC Gaming for over two years now. They have made uh, waves in the gaming community. Honestly, this was a huge gaming shift. Um company that is not particularly connected to hardware or technology or computers has decided to start making video game consoles. And if you look at the major players, um, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, they all have had a long history of either being in games like Nintendo for making playing cards and things like that, eventually transitioning into video games. Sony originally creating a console with Nintendo and eventually turning into a creating their own console and beating out, you know, Atari and other gaming platforms at the time. And they'd also had a background of creating hardware. Um, that includes their record players, that includes their stereos, that included, I believe it was, they were doing televisions at the same time, or had started to produce their own televisions at the same time. They'd been doing a lot of different styles of computer hardware, um, or technical hardware. And Microsoft, obviously, I mean, they had created hardware for, with IBM, they'd created computers for, you know, decades before they started the uh, Xbox. And then they actually, they've been making software for as long as anybody's been making software, honestly. So all of these companies made sense 
in the in the terms of they came from either a gaming background they came from you know leisure activity background like nintendo they came from a music more centric background but still making technology hardware and creating hardware both for computers and creating software for computers with microsoft kfc doesn't fit any of these norms when it comes to gaming what they do fit is the psychographic of the gamer the demographic that usually sits with a normal gamer is typically a male between the ages of 16 and 35. The age continues to grow as the millennial generation continues to age, but we see that these commonalities, basically, of the gaming industry, the people who play games for a living and make content on social media playing games for a living typically fall within this demographic or the audience of these individuals falls within this demographic. Some of the amazing things that can come out of KFC making a console is one, they get free influencer marketing. These people who make a living doing social media, I'm going to sneeze, hold on. These people who make a living doing social media content, having people watch them on social media, having people watch their videos and interact with them on online are now talking about and possibly even purchasing the KFC console, which is insane. The thousands of eyes that will be now hooked on viewing someone playing a KFC console I mean, it's free influencer marketing. It's amazing. Um, this is something that I've only seen happen in a couple different industries. We had the rise and fall of Fortnite. We had the rise and fall and rise of Minecraft. Um, a lot of other different games have had this sort of backing. It, it all starts with gamers or people who game regularly take hold of what they can what they can grab hold of to gain an audience or to get the audience more engaged or interested and the KFC console is just a golden nugget for these individuals it makes too much sense i don't know why someone has not thought of this before any other person in the fast food industry could have done this this could have been anybody because, honestly, KFC didn't have that great of a brand recognition when it came to KFC Gaming before this big publicity push. But looking at their psychographics, it makes a whole lot of sense. The people that are going to be buying fast food or people that are regularly, leisurely watching the gamer that they're enjoying that happens to be playing a KF console... Now KFC becomes a part of the brand, an idea, a thought. And with the amazing pushes that DoorDash has been uh, doing, as well as other like Postmates and other food delivery services, 
you can now order your KFC, get it delivered to your house, eat it, and still continue your gaming experience without having to move. A lot of people are scared by this, but this is just business. This is the way business works. You you bring exactly what the customer wants. I can even, let's take a small little rabbit trail on that. The reason that Uber, the reason that DoorDash, the reason that Postmates makes sense, the reason that you can buy or rent, I mean, rent a home or rent a room in someone's house using Airbnb, it all makes sense because the cost is lower, the ease of use is exponentially higher than what is traditionally seen. I don't have to call a hotel and ask them if they have rooms available. I don't have to check their website. I don't have to go to Travago or another company to try and get the cheapest rate possible. No, I have to, I look on my phone and I swipe through and I see that there's a three bedroom, two bath, in Florida that I can rent out for $200 a night in comparison to the two to $300 a night that I was going to spend in a hotel. It's ease of use and the how easy it is to get to your product matter so much more than just how many ads you're running. If you're worried about how many advertisements your competitors are running on television and not looking at how you can make your customer's life easier to use you, you're missing out. You can go make an Alexa voice. I think it's just called on the app. You just add yourself to the Alexa voice. And if someone asks a question that has associated with your company, you pop up. You can go make Pinterest boards specifically showcasing your products and people will find it, pin it, share it, get other people that follow them to look at it for free. The amount of people that are not utilizing just making it easy for your company. I mean, even if it's just as small as making your own application on the App Store, it matters so much. You have, one, the psychological connection between the user and the device. So the phone and the, the application. The fact that they're willing to put your application on their phone is a very dramatic and emotional experience between the customer and you, your company. So yes, the application would be worth the $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 that you spent if it just means the ease of use of purchase. Not to mention, look at all of the companies that are using these new buttons from Amazon. You can go purchase a button. They're not even new. Go purchase a button. It syncs to your Wi-Fi. You click the button and it orders on Amazon. The ease of use of just this button? Are you kidding me? The fact that I could purchase Tide Pods by pushing a button in my laundry room and not have to worry about 
When is it going to get here? How is it going to get here? Did I order it or didn't I? I pushed a button and it shows up. It's amazing that we can do this. But there are so many companies not even thinking about ease of use or ease of access to the company. How simple is it for someone to find you? The whole reason that AdWords work is because of ease of access. How easy it is for your website to be found. It's, it's just a no-brainer if you're not spending money on making your company easier to access. I don't know what you're spending money on, honestly. Because... Yes, you can run 40 million advertisements. Yes, you can run $40 million worth of TV ads, or you can put a spot in the Super Bowl. But if people can't get to your website, can't get to your company, can't purchase from you, you're making a big mistake. Side trail done. We're going to be talking about the psychographics again. Another great company that has shown amazing psychographics um, understanding it is actually Tesla. Tesla has come out with Tesla tequila, which is a tequila brand that is associated with Tesla. It's very self-explanatory from the name. Great. No, they didn't pick tequila because it was a T and a T. I don't know why they picked tequila, honestly. What I do know is tequila is expensive. The nicer tequilas are expensive. It's not easy to produce. The time and energy it takes is just a lot. And the people that are actually buying Teslas are trying to live this lifestyle, trying to live a lot of people, not all of them. There are some that are buying Tesla because they believe in economic futures or in a green future is what they're believing in. They're believing in a healthy planet for the future. They want to remove some of the um, green gases that are being produced from, you know, gas vehicles. There are some people that are trying to prepare for the future. They love the technology. They love the, the fact that it has a computer inside the, the car that could drive it. But some people, a large sub-psychographic of the Tesla purchasers, of the Tesla um, purchasers, yeah, is the people that really, really, really want to live a fancy lifestyle. And Tesla is feeding them. And by doing that, by creating a Tesla tequila, they're doing that. They're feeding them. They're giving them an opportunity to dive into the fancy lifestyle. Oh man, you gotta try out this Tesla tequila. It came with my Tesla that was $100,000. Oh, you've gotta try this amazing tequila that Tesla came out with. Yeah, that's my Tesla tequila bottle. That's right. It's it's pretty fancy in my in my house. It looks, it feels, and it's really smart because they're making people who are trying to live this lifestyle a fancier lifestyle feel like they're, you know, they're coming at it. They have wealth. They've accumulated wealth. They've reached a point where they're finally in the upper class. They're more professional people or they're just, you know, looking for clout. They're looking for people 
they're looking to gain uh, ad admiration from others because of how much money or how much stuff that they've accumulated. It sounds really, really, really shallow, but you can't fight the psychographic. If you identify a psychographic like this, someone who specifically purchased a Tesla because they want to feel fancy, then understanding the lifestyle of this individual, knowing that they most likely are purchasing expensive alcohols. Tesla tequila makes a lot of sense now. You're bringing the brand, Tesla, into the full-time lifestyle of the individual. When I drive my Tesla to work, I come home, I make myself a fancy drink with my Tesla tequila, and then I go play with my boring company flamethrower. I don't know. But it's a brand thing. It's it's a lot of other people can do it. You can, if you are a company that sells specifically non-perishable goods, whether you're a bed company that makes beds and mattresses or a light company that makes fluorescent lighting for warehouses or you're a website application or website development company, you can make a perishable good that locks into the lifestyle of the individual that you're trying to target. Or you can make a associated product, whether it be, this is pretty popular. A lot of people do this. Associated products are pretty normal. Most people, if they have one product offering, then they create a different product offering that's very similar. This was doing something different. It's looking at the psychographic, someone who wants to live that fancy lifestyle and feel important and create a product that they can then associate themselves with. I'm reaching my goal of feeling fancy, of feeling like I have something by owning a Tesla and having Tesla tequila. My company that I had previously worked with, um, one of the companies that I'd previously worked with, We'd been looking at psychographics. Well, we've been looking at demographics, really. We were heavy on Florida and California, um, basically the older population, 55-plus um, white male females. We were looking at those demographics really heavy, and we were running advertisements really heavy on these demographics, which was really expensive, the broader you get, the less focused that your targeting is, the more expensive overall it costs. Um, the more targeted, the more expensive it's going to cost per person, but the chances of conversion are a, a lot higher. So we're running advertisements, just regular advertisements. Um, by look at this, look at that. Here's a here's a product. Here's a product. And the main thing we were focusing on is email. We had you know. 200,000 emails that I was managing. We were creating lifestyle emails. We were creating abandoned cart emails. We were doing all kinds of stuff for emails, but our advertisements pretty much stayed the same. We ran dynamic placement advertisements. And specifically, we ran dynamic ads on social media and on associated um, websites, on what else? Specifically Facebook, I know we ran a bunch of um, dynamic ads. We ran dynamic ads on Pinterest as well. 
but it was just products. It was just any products that were selling well, we're going to showcase in our dynamic ads. It's not an effective strategy necessarily. It was a pretty broad uh, target strategy. It worked. Uh, at technically, we made profits on it. But the cost and time that it took was pretty expensive because we weren't creating specific sub um, psychographics that we were targeting. And if you're a smaller company, this company that I was working with, they're a you know $20 million e-commerce company. So they have the cash flow to spend on going a little bit more broad. If you are a small business, you do not have the money on most of the time to spend on going as broad as anybody and everybody that falls within my demographic. So what we ended up doing, we wanted to start testing out some stuff. We started creating um, social media advertisements very specific to very specific to the um, actual individual and what they would be interested in. We had a very specific group of individuals who enjoyed living and experiencing a Victorian tea party. It's very... It felt very specific at the time, very broad, and it made sense with our brand. We had a lot of product offerings that were tea or tea related. And so we started making social media content, running influencer advertisements, um, as well as running a competition slash giveaway on our social media. And we ended up getting quite a few new purchasers, but also we had an increase in email signups. We had an increase in, in retargeting advertisements actually working better on our social media platforms. Our Facebook and our Instagram ads were doing better when we were doing this work. We were trying to get more people interested. And we saw a huge uptick in our Pinterest more people were coming from Pinterest purchasing from us because we were focusing on one specific thing, a tea party that is Victorian styled. We sold so many different products that were associated with this sub psychographic that it, it just didn't make sense to just jump back into broad data, broad demographics. We started narrowing it down even farther. We looked at doing more influencer stuff. Um, we started running Halloween-specific influencer advertisements and influ influencer marketing. Those did really well. Um, we had an uptick in Halloween sales and Halloween product sales. It, every single time we took the time to find a psychographic, we saw an uptick. Every time. And it, in all logic-based marketing, it makes sense because we're targeting the individual and we're telling them, we have what you want. In all marketing, that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to tell the individual, we have what you want. Come buy it. And you're trying to tell it in a way and tell it consistently to where the individual trusts you. I have exactly the product you've been looking for. Here's exactly what you need. 
Come by it, please. I want to help you. That last part is the most important part. I want to help you. My company, it cares for you. The individual, I want to help you. Being able to convey that in a successful way is the difference between a good advertisement and a bad advertisement. A bad advertisement, in my opinion, is one that just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. We're number one. We're the best. I, I've said it a hundred times if I haven't said it a thousand times. I'm the best in my field. I'm the best. Like, it'd be fine if a if a customer, so if you're doing a customer review video, which has done wonders for a company that I worked with, customer review video that we created them was selling planes because of the customer review video. The customer review video, as well as the customer review video of their own product, so their own plane. I mean, we were selling, they were selling planes and getting calls in specifically saying, hey, I saw this video, I really liked it, and I liked what you had to say, I'd like to buy this plane. Creating advertisements like that, great, do it. Um, 100%, if it's customer-based, if your customer is saying, this is the best company to work with, that's different than just saying we're number one. Um, we have a lot of HVAC companies in Kansas City that do this. Um, they specifically say, you know, we're number one. We're the best that there is. Nobody's better at HVAC than us. We make the, you make your house the coolest it's ever been. It'll be the warmest that you can possibly want to make it. It'll be a summertime inside your house when our competitors are just going to be there complaining and crying about how bad they can't fix your heater or whatever. It's the same advertisement over and over again. Literally, I don't know who it is, but there must be somebody who's doing the exact same ad for HVAC people in Kansas City because it's, it feels like the exact same stinking thing every time. We're number one. We're the best. Everybody else is bad except us. And it's like, why? Why are we doing this? Why are, is there a different way we can say this? I would vote yes. But then again, you know, I'm not the one who's doing those advertisements, unless you want me to. The same with lawyers. Lawyers have the exact same style advertisement in Kansas City for possibly even all over the U.S. I don't know. I know specifically in Kansas City, we have the exact same advertisement running for so many different law offices. It's a guy on a soundstage with a white background saying, hey... I'm a lawyer, and I'm here to help you. We do good things. Um, here's a, this long script that pretty much every single lawyer says. We do good things. We don't. You don't pay if we don't win. And they all say the same thing. It's just, it drives me insane when I see it, because it's like, you could do better. You chose not to. Because somebody else did this and you are assuming it was successful. But doing something different, like creating the KFC console, like doing Tesla tequila, like running advertisements that are specifically focusing on psychographics, doing that versus anybody, I'm the best. Like, 
that's not a convincing advertisement. If you don't look at the sub-psychographics, if you don't look at the smaller groups inside your demographic, you're just spending money. It's not even good spend. You're maybe going to make a dollar per dollar. You're not going to 10x your, your, your purchase. In small businesses, if this is what you're doing, you're not going to 10x. You're not going to 5x. You're not going to 2x. You're not going to spend $1 and get back two. You're going to spend $1 and get back a 50 cents, which builds awareness. That's what the bigger brands are doing. They're running awareness campaigns and they're running retargeting awareness campaigns. They're continually saying their name over and over again to people that are already purchasing from them. The people that Ford is targeting is completely different than the people that are new to the industry, like Tesla. Tesla is trying to focus on a specific group. Ford is trying to look at a large demographic and convince them to continue to use Ford, where Tesla is trying to get them to convert into a Tesla vehicle. The same with other com large companies. KFC is trying to fight the giants that are basically beating them out, like Taco Bell and McDonald's and other large fast food chains. KFC's dwindling. They're closing stores. I mean, they're, tr they're trying something fresh. As a small business, you can only try something fresh. If you do not have over 100 employees, you have to do something fresh every single time. There's a reason that People hire marketing companies. There's a reason that people hire people to make them videos and commercials. Because they're bringing a fresh new idea that's not going to be normal for the company that you're working with. And if someone, if you bring in someone and they tell you exactly what you want to hear, it's probably not a fresh idea. If they tell you the exact same thing as somebody else, here's something that we did for this person, we want to do the exact same thing for you, it's probably not going to work. And if it does, great, amazing, I, that's awesome, but you have to do something slightly different. I had posted about a TED Talk where, um, I, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about Maya, the most acceptable yet advanced, slightly different. Um, it's an advancement, but it feels the same. It's the reason that electric cars work. It's the reason that we're accepting electric cars because the electric car works the same way. I get in, I push my the pedal down, and it drives forward. If you had to change everything about the vehicle, it may it probably would not work. If there was a new steering wheel, a new way to drive, there were no pedals, you had to push flipper panels behind the steering wheel. If you increase the challenge of using the product, it may, it most likely would not work. Maya is talking about it needs to feel different. It needs to feel new, fresh, inventive, but at the same time, it needs to feel the same, homey. Um, it needs to feel like I came home to a brand new thing. In the same way that people 
you know, feel excited when they come home and they see a package on the front door. I'm home, a safe space, and the package is something new. That's what your advertisements need to feel like. By focusing on subset graphics, by focusing on deeper demographics, by focusing on groups of people that are not just males in the Kansas City area, by focusing on things that are more tangible, more focused, you're saving yourself money. I mean, if you are a restaurant and you are spending money on just regionality and not looking at psychographics, you're spending a lot of money. If you're an e-commerce site and you're just looking at regionality and not subsite graphics, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt you're spending more money. I know because I was spending more money. I know because my, the company we were, I was working with, one of the clients that we were working with, was spending more money. And we ended up saving them money by just tweaking a few things, focusing on site graphics, focusing in on advertisements, and making better ads. Above all else, just understand your company, your customer. Your company, you as a marketer or you as a business owner, has to understand the company, has to understand the customer, and has to understand the offerings that you're making. That's the big difference between a salesperson and an owner. The owner knows exactly what they're selling. The salesperson may know a general idea of what they're selling. They may not know the reason why behind what they're selling. We sell this product because it's a good product. The end, where the owner would say, we sell this product because I took 15 years of my life trying to understand the best way to do this, and I found it, and that's why we sell this product. They're saying the same thing, but one is a little bit more convincing than the other. Understand your company, understand your clients, Understand your customers, understand the psychographics that they're, and the emotions that they feel on a regular basis, and you will spend less money in advertisements, you'll get better customers. You'll have more long-term customers and repeat customers, and your company will grow. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Bear Talks with Cody, uh, the owner of Bear Clock Creative. If you have any needs as far as digital marketing is concerned, you can visit us at bearclawcreative.com or you can email me, Cody, at bearclawcreative.com. Again, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one.